Race eight <laughs> is the final leg of the quaddy tomorrow night at Melton Park. And Kafaji is a natural favourite, has been mm. a drifter. It's an interesting race. I'll tell you what, give it a try has been, well, heavily backed. I There were elements of what I saw last start that I didn't love. Yeah. But he's, well, the $14 was overs, the eight fifties was overs, and even seven dollars and two. I I haven't got to give it a try on top, but I'm thinking it's the each way bet in the race, Dan. Look, I was disappointed with his run last week, uh, disappointed with it because he, he loomed as if he was going to win, and then he just he, look. He might have just needed that that second up run. It might be as simple as that. I, I just thought he was there um, and had momentum to go on with it. Um, for, when he opened that price, fourteen dollars, I agree, way over the odds. I was probably looking away from him, but um, they get out to a certain price. I think I, even I rated him five dollars. So mm. clearly, he was way over that, which makes him look attractive. I've tipped Kafaji, but first up, you know, there's always that little bit of a query for me. Uh, I just couldn't find the horse that I was confident enough to be tipping each way to beat Kafaji. So. And, and I think Kafaji does find a really good race. If this race was at Ballarat on a Friday or Kilmore on a Thursday, uh, I would have no hesitation in thinking that Kafaji mm. uh, is clearly the horse to beat. I just see them at metropolitan level um, and uh, in a metropolitan class race and, and see that it's a little bit harder for them. Um, but he has got the right race. So I think Kafaji can win, albeit he'll have some improvement in him and he still might be vulnerable. Ruben's plight gets a good gait up in class, but I think he's showing he's going to mix it in this class on his last start run. Give it a try. I'll give it a chance again. Um, he, uh, he He's too good to ignore on what I thought was a plane run last week, but I'm, I wouldn't be backing him, but I don't want to exclude him of being a winning chance either. And um, and Celestio Matuka, who's, gee, you're talking about horses in the two-hard basket, mm. where does he fit in? Um, he should have a much better record than what he's got. He looked like he was destined to be consistently in Group 1 races. Um, even his last couple of starts, he can pull apart. Um, yet you know he's capable. So I've got him in the mix in, in a challenging race, trying to find something else at, at, at odds that, that maybe is worth including, and I just can't get enough confidence to do that. So nine on top of one, ten, and four. I've gone nine, ten, three, and one. Here's a question, Kifaji. So very early doors, uh, rumours swirling that he might have been the best of the juveniles for Emma Stewart and Clayton Tonkin. It didn't work out that way. This breed, out of Trebler Trebler, get better as they get older. Is there a chance that he will turn out to be a proper good horse down the track, or have we seen enough? I reckon he started off like he was going to be that, and then he he looked like he, he plateaued, and then he found his mojo again. And mm. his performances through last preparation were akin to his probably early part of his three-year-old and, and two-year-old career. So um, He'd have to get – he'd, he'd have to, like, significantly better to be a proper good horse, though, wouldn't he? Yeah, I think so, particularly when you look at the other horses that Emma and Clayton train. Um, but, you know, his performances around Catch a Wave, he's the son mm. of a gun, interest-free, Captain Ravishing, Major Terry, Perry. They're as good as you can get. So um, he's probably two to three lengths, maybe a fraction more behind those horses. 
But he, I think he'll make Group 1 races. So if he comes in as a rating, whatever he's got at the moment, uh, he'll be much better than that. Uh, he'd probably be a good Country Cups horse he, this time mm. next year. I reckon that would be the aim at Country Cups as opposed to Hunter Cups. Yeah, I probably agree. The, the the bet in the race might be for mine, got to smudge a play. So 9, 10, 3 and 1, Ruben's plight... The interviews that I did last week, um, Jack Law wanted to hold it out. Um, Gregory uh, Sugars wasn't – he was non-committal even if they found the front what they do. He's $5 and he comes out of a rating 57 to 81 race and got a smudge, was off the second line and wasn't terrible behind Montana Storm in a 58 to 87. Now, Matty Craven's not the – not the guy you look at and say, well, he's driving this one and Greg's driving another one. That means that this one's better. But Got a Smudge is 11 and 260, and the previous form was pretty solid. So I'm thinking a place there, maybe, um, and give it a try each way. If Kafaji comes out and blows them away, I'll actually be relatively happy because I've had an opinion from very early doors. I'm with you. I asked the question, can he get to the next level? I don't know, but I do know that breed get better as they get older. Whether he can go to the next level, we don't know, but if he can come out and uh, blow these away uh, in an up to 81 race, maybe we can start thinking it's possible. Final race in the card is the ninth at Allied Express Pace. Imperial's reason is a dollar thirty, and one suspects... As long as it does everything right, a dollar thirty might be overs, Dan. I wouldn't be afraid to put it in my all ups, particularly being the last race of the night at a dollar thirty. You can nearly guarantee it'll get shorter than that. It, it was one of the better things beaten I've seen for a while last start. Um, anyway, rub salt in the wound for yep. those that that had it that night or quaddies and the like. But um, she's a really progressive mare now. Um, we've seen enough of her to know she's pretty good. That that win uh, two starts ago. Um, she's beaten um, Shayella, uh, trounced her, and then Shayella's come out and won the next two weeks in a row very impressively. I don't think you could have better form line through the mares than, uh, than that at the moment. She has to win. Um, three Gypsy Princess going well, four Heavenly Charms. She's going really well. I think there's a win in her. I don't think it's um, tomorrow night, though. And then and Blood Moon's going well. She, she can even though I was disappointed a little bit in her run last week, she can still chase well enough. But I think Imperial's reason is going to be a Group One mare in her uh, current form. If she was in a Group One race now, I know that she would run really well. And mares can be when they hold their form, they can look like that. And if they go out of form, you know they probably wouldn't win a maiden uh, anywhere. But she's pretty good. She's very good, and she's too good for these. How good can she be? Because, again, you talk about Shiella, and I've got a, we all know, I've got a massive opinion of Shiella. Um, should have won last start by an enormous margin, has broken 155 over the middle trip a couple of times. And this Imperial's reason could well be going around in the best mayor's races going around, surely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I totally agree with you. And, and still, for the handful of runs that, She's had with uh, the uh, uh, the Emma Stewart stable as well. They're probably still learning her, uh, learning about her, and uh, and I think that's a positive thing. So she's still on the upward spiral. Um, and really, it, it, the funny thing is, if she had of one last start, she'd probably be a dollar 
18 right now, uh, and the fact that she got beaten but shouldn't have, um, a dollar thirty. I don't often say, but a dollar thirty actually looks attractive. <laughs> it really, really does. I might ask you about the uh... in a six-horse field because Casta Semenya has been ruled out, and Rocking with Sierra is uh, a non-runner. So we're down to a field of six. She's a class above, and again, gamble responsibly. Call one eight hundred eight five eight eight five eight if you have a problem. But if you're having your multis. The dollar thirty, I would take it now. I've gone six, three, seven, and one, and part of the reason I've got the pole marker in for fourth, the very, very first gig, even when I was not employed by Harness Racing Victoria, was a Harness Racer article with Brad Aylett and Elixir, who is a wonderful mare, who's the uh, the mother and dam of a better way to do it. And I'll tell you what, I knew from that moment. In fact, I already knew. Dan, but I knew going up there and how welcoming and amazing they were with me after a 43-hour train ride, um, not driving, that this was the life that I wanted to live. Like, uh, Elixir was terrific, Brad Aylett, terrific, and I learnt that very moment. Harness racing people are just, they're incredible people, aren't they? Oh, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, no, no doubt uh, at all. And um, I, I feel guilty sometimes when we just single out one or two people because I feel it's the whole industry uh, are that way. They love their horses. They love their horses being talked about. Um, you know, particularly the, the the part timers and those that those that aren't full time. What they put into the industry. Well, they they keep it going. If it wasn't for uh, the part timers in harness racing, this industry wouldn't exist. And that is why we have to keep them in the game and um, hopefully work's being done in that respect.